Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. You're joining us here for episode 101. We have crossed over the first 100 show threshold, and we're now into, um, I don't want to say the second 100 shows, because who knows uh, if that's what will be um, in the cards. But um, this is 101, so we're happy to have you here. I'm Tom, joined as always by Jim. Jim, how are you today? I, I'm I'm good. I, you know, as I shared with you before we recorded, I mean, obviously we've got, you know, some not great thing, a not great thing to talk about here today, but um, we, uh, we also got buried by over a foot of snow yesterday here. So uh, as I shared with you, so uh, we're just waiting to kind of dig out from that. The interstate's closed. I can't get to work. Um, and while that sounds great, a lot of times, like everybody's like, woohoo, you get a day off work. Uh, a, I have no PTO and P, I got a lot of stuff to get done at work. So um, it'll... It'll be what it is. It's, I can't control Mother Nature. So, in in an era where you would think that um, you could work remotely, that's not always. It's not as seamless as it might seem to seem to be. So, right. Yep. Something. Some things I can do, and I did yesterday, and, and will this morning until I can get out of here too. But um, you know, I, in my job, I give tours an awful lot um, of the community that I work at, and and I have one of those scheduled today. And assuming they're coming, which could change. They they may reschedule as well, but uh, it's hard to do those when you're not there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as you mentioned, yeah, it is a little bit of a um, uh, a, a somber start to this week's episode um, because the unfortunate news of the week uh, was the very uh, sad and tragic uh, passing away of Jay Briscoe, uh, Ring of Honor uh, pillar. Um, the number of things that have been out on social media over the last uh, 48 plus hours, um, you know, the, uh, one of the greatest tag team wrestlers in, in the history of professional wrestling, uh, not a bad singles wrestler on that end too. Um, and it's one of those sad things where, you know, they definitely, and Jay definitely got his roses while he performed, but the, the, the sadness of, of, of having a loss of someone at the age of 38 uh, with, a 20 year career already behind them and probably a, another five to 10 years easily that they could have gone. Uh, and then when you think of all of the other things, um, so just incredibly sad um, and disappointing. Um, and, and the fact that, you know, it hit me hard yesterday to, I'm a, you know, I've made it really well known here on this podcast. You know, I'm, a, I'm a dad of four, three of those four are daughters. Uh, two of Jay's daughters, the, the, the daughters of Jay uh, Briscoe and his wife, were also um, very seriously injured in the in the accident that took his life. So, um, just just really really sad. So, not to spend a lot of time, you know, um, in that space because um, that that there's there's enough of that. And you know, if you're the type of person that prays, pray for the Briscoe family. Um, and the recovery of those girls. Uh, I think today we just wanted to at least start the episode at acknowledging this and then just spending a few minutes um, with positive, um, good memories of our, of our fandom of, of Jay Briscoe. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I've shared numerous times here on the podcast. I run a trivia company and Tuesday night I was, I was running trivia. Um, so I wasn't on social media um, until about nine 30, my time. Um, maybe just a little after. And I, as I got in the car, it was warming it up and, and getting ready to head home. And, um, I happened to, to open Facebook before I left and, um, saw that our friend Annette <clears throat> had posted in our, our mutual friends group that we're a part of on there. Um, and I can't remember her exact wording, but it said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm gutted or I'm absolutely heartbroken or, or something like that. And so in the notifications in Facebook, it just said, you know, Annette has posted on, on the board um, and it had those words. And I thought, oh, that's not good. I wonder. And, and in my head, I'm thinking like Annette's a longtime wrestling fan. So I'm like, maybe it's one of her all-time favorites. You know, um, I, I, I didn't have a name in my head, you know, but maybe it's one of her all-time favorites. And so I clicked on it real quick just to see, because I was curious and, you know, if you would have asked me to list a hundred people that I thought it might have been, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have named Jay Briscoe, obviously. Um, four days shy of his 39th birthday. It was one day shy of Mark's 38th birthday. Um, they came quick. Papa Briscoe was, that was quick. Um, but um, 
uh, yeah, stunned when I read it and just sad. And um, I mean, the Briscoes are one of my favorite tag teams. I won't say they're my favorite of all time. That's that will and always will be has and always will be the Road Warriors. Um, and, and there's a fantasy booking match that I would have, you know, someday loved to have fantasy booked out and still can. But the Road Warriors versus the Briscoes, like, holy crap. Um, but when I read it Tuesday night, I just, you know, and then immediately I thought he had more kids than, than the three. I don't know why I thought that maybe Mark has more, a bunch of kids or something, but, um, or maybe neither of them do. And I made that up in my head, but later than finding out that his daughters were involved in the accident, um, there were social media rumors originally that maybe the wife was in the accident as well. And maybe she was the other fatality. It turns out that was the other driver, um, of the other vehicle that apparently from the police report crossed a lane um, and, and hit Jay and, and his kids. Um, I just, just so sad. I mean, I, I don't know how you say anything else than just so sad. Um, it, it's 38, almost 39 is younger than either of us um, and entirely too, too young. Um, and, and those, girls that now have these injuries and, and awful memories of this moment uh, that they'll live with for the rest of their life and, and, and his son as well um, and his wife and, and everybody. So anyways, yeah, I don't, I don't know how we pivot from that to the happy memories, but um, you and I have both been ring of honor fans. You were literally at the first show. Um, and I've been a fan since day one. Uh, Jay, Jay worked that first show, didn't he? Yeah, it was Jay versus Amazing Red. Yep, that's right. Yeah. And Mark couldn't because he was still too young. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, so, he, uh, Tom, you've you've literally seen him. The first time I saw Jay live uh, was the Briscoes against Punk and Cabana at Reborn Stage Two, my first Ring of Honor show. They main evented it. Um, what are, what are some of your favorite Jay memories? Yeah, I wish I would have gone back and and looked. Um, and, and not that I haven't wanted to like reminisce, but I also didn't want to stir emotions uh, because I was I was sad enough, kind of on this whole thing, and I, did, I didn't want to I didn't want to. And this sounds selfish, and I don't want that to come across that way. I didn't want to do that. I don't. I didn't want to create more emotion um, within me by doing that reflective uh, look back. Uh, you know, again, seeing him at that first show, that was one of the one of the bright spots. Uh, if you haven't yet seen Gabe Sapolsky's. Uh, statements there's like three posts on twitter um he talks about you know it was very intentional that jay was in the first kind of real segment of ring of honor because he was someone that you know had talent and they were going to build around him. and then you clearly see you know the 20-year uh lineage that he was a part of um namely in that promotion but other places as well but ring of honor was 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 uh, you know in part built uh on the briscoes so uh so that is a big one the other things that come to mind immediately for me, again, I, 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 I'm so very, very fortunate that I've been able to see Ring of Honor like on 90, 90 or so times in person. And I would say Jay Briscoe was probably at the majority of those shows that I was at. Uh, and they, and when I, when I say that 90, like that 90 goes like 2002, probably to 2011. And then, and then when you consider that Ring of Honor has then had another 10, 11 years after that, um, and I and, and I and I and there were so many other matches um, that I that I hadn't seen live or hadn't experienced that promotion live. And again, the change we've talked about that in past episodes too. Um, I think of at our best, uh, Samoa Joe and Jay Briscoe uh, in the cage, and uh, Jay Briscoe bleeding, um, an insane amount of blood, you know, akin to the Eddie Guerrero JBL match or other matches where there's been just. A lot of blood loss, uh, not for the sake of just blood loss and gratuity, but it completely added to that story, um, and that that's you know part of I think the rise of Jay Briscoe as a singles wrestler in Ring of Honor, um, and then on the other end of that, I would say the other thing that comes to mind immediately, and I had the fortune to be there live for this one, was the debut of the Age of the Fall and Jay Briscoe being hung upside down and then dripping blood all over Jimmy Jacobs. Uh, those two things come to mind. There's uh, many, many more, um, so many um, things. A tremendous performer. Um, I don't. I know that I've interacted with him personally a few times, just by way of you know some of the fan interaction things that you know our good friend Greg 
would facilitate. Uh, I, w the one story I will share, and this is like the thing that hit me first um, on Tuesday night was in 2006, no, 2007, it was uh, Detroit uh, WrestleMania weekend for WrestleMania 23 when, uh, when WrestleMania was held at Four Field. Ring of Honor ran back-to-back um, -back shows. And we came in, uh, I want to say the, I'm forgetting, forgetting my order of events. Granted, this was 16, seven, yeah, 16 years ago, give or take. Um, anyway, my dad and I were together. It was one of the, it was one of the weekends that my dad was able to go to Actually, the only WrestleMania weekend my dad was able to go to the only WrestleMania my dad saw. Um, so that holds a special spot for me too. Uh, it was my dad, myself, and I want to say it was Soze who shared a room with us, but I'm not, I'm not recalling for sure. Anyway, we, my dad and I bought a fifth of Jack Daniels on that first night. And after the first ring of honor show went back and we were just having a great time. There was a lot of traffic, a lot of people, you know, people moving and, and, and move about rooms. Well, I, I, for one had a little bit too much Jack Daniels. So I was like, yep, I'm good. I'm not going to drink for the rest of the weekend. But that bottle of Jack Daniels sat on top of the TV in the hotel room. Um, and the next night after the, the, final ring of honor show of that weekend jay briscoe because i think the wrestlers were staying at the same hotel uh jay briscoe and a friend of his not mark um were coming through and just like you know being cordial having fun with fans and he comes in and he goes oh look at that jack or something to that effect and i was like brother that's yours like i, and I was like you couldn't take it off my hands any quicker because i didn't i didn't want to even think about whiskey um, or any other alcohol for that matter. Um, you maybe recall this because we gave belt, Greg that belt that weekend. And that yep. Saturday, yep. we went to no, uh, Nomos or, or Como's. And I remember just kind of, I was still in a fog when we did that uh, that afternoon because of a little bit too much Jack Daniels the night before. So um, very fitting that the Briscoes and Jack Daniels um, go together. Um, and just, you know, I just remember like Jay just being like, yeah, all right. And just being in great spirits. Um, and I, I know that I would probably seen her, or him, him or interact with him other times, but he was just really down to earth and really cool. So, um, yeah, like, and he was of age, so it's all good. I, I thought he was, and I thought he and I were almost close to the same age. So the fact that he was five years younger than I am, um, even, even more sad. Yeah, I mean... Like I said, the Briscoes have always been one of my favorite tag teams. Um, I I paid attention to Ring of Honor, but I really started watching Ring of Honor shortly before that first Chicago show. Um, I had paid attention to results, so I knew who he was. I was aware of him, but I really hadn't seen a whole lot of him. And then I picked up, I don't remember now, a few of the shows that were kind of leading into that Chicago show, probably in one of the old Ring of Honor buy three, get one free uh, DVD sales. Um I made great use of the buy three, get one free DVD sales over the years uh, with Ring of Honor. I would wait and buy shows, you know, at that or or buy them at the, the venue because they usually did that sort of deal there, too. And um, and, and I can't tell you now. I wish I could remember um, which the, the first shows I bought were so I could tell you which matches I first saw. But um, you you couldn't help but immediately be taken by Jay's ability in the ring and, and, and over the years, how his character evolved, you know, I mean, Jay Briscoe in, at, at, uh, Honor begins was almost an amateur wrestler kind of character. You know, I mean, he was, he wasn't the redneck crazy guy that he eventually, uh, became, um, which of course got him in a little trouble later on in, in the years as well. But, um, but you could tell the the talent. Um, I I like you said. I, I have so many different memories. I, I remember that that first main event with Punk and uh, and Cabana in Chicago. The first main event in Chicago, I should say, um, vividly. That was that was crazy. It was great. Um, if I wasn't a Ring of Honor fan before that, I, and I was, or I wouldn't have gone to the show. Um, I mean, that was the show that took me from Ring of Honor fan to now I'm going to every time they're in Chicago. I eventually was traveling. I think I've gone to seven or eight different states. I haven't hit nearly in the number of shows you did, Tom, um, but but I'm probably in the 50 range. Um, you know, I used to have a list, 
years ago on a computer of all the shows I've been to. I have, I have a yeah, sticky been, note that has like year by year the number of shows. And like, I'm, I, I, I was thinking of this last night and I go, do I still need to hold on to that? Like, like the ring of honor again, the future ring of honor is not what that was. So like, is there even any value to, to having that like data? And, and the funny part is if the future of ring of honor, you know, they're going to start doing these tapings apparently soon. Um, you, you can't help but think that, this might push back just some logistics while they figure things out. Um, obviously, I mean, this sounds silly to say because it's not the most important thing this week, but you know they'll have to make a decision about what they, what how they want to handle the Ring of Honor World Tag Titles moving moving forward. Um, that's a decision that'll get made somewhere down the road. That's not a decision for this week. Um, but. If they came to the area, I would go, like, because it's Ring of Honor, and and I don't know, I would go. Um, if they held any of their pay per views anywhere near, you know, Central Nebraska, which I can't believe they ever will, um, I'd be there because it's Ring of Honor. But uh, to get back to Briscoe, some some of my favorite memories. You you named a number of them. The the steel cage match with Joe. Um, I I have been thinking about the Age of the Fall debut as well. Um, if my timelines lineup now i sat in the bleachers that night did i sit with you tom or were you front row or which one uh for the age of the fall did no you? no no so we were in we so that's when they brought in those big high-rise bleachers yep yep so yeah and yep so, so i was sitting with you okay yeah yeah and i thought i was but you know again shows mixed together in their um memories over the years um yeah, I thought we were sitting together for that. And we kind of knew it was coming because, of course, that had been kind of a viral thing that had been – we knew something was coming. Um, Project 113, I think. 161. 161. Yeah, way off on the number. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you, you love the number 13 because it's mine. It's my favorite number. That's why you call yeah, it. Yeah, why would I do that to myself? Uh, Project 161, that's right. Because um, it was the 161st show of Ring of Honor. Um yeah, I mean, <laughs> strange to say that one of my favorite memories of Jay Briscoe is the poor guy hanging upside down, bleeding like a, you know, quartered cow. But um, there it is. Um, I mean, Jay, when Jay bled, Jay bled. <laughs> I mean, there that man had the crimson mask down pat. Um, and we've seen that even recently over the years. But um that one, um, I, I vividly remember the night he won the world title for the first time. Um, kind of that will he or won't he feeling. And there was a piece of me in my head that was like, I don't know if they'll put the world title on Jay. I mean, he's great, but he's he's a tag wrestler. You know, he's he's part of the Briscoe brothers. I Will they do it? Um, and then when they did, I was watching it with my brother. Because um, final battle, I believe it was a final battle. Um Anyways, whatever it was, we were watching it together. I remember that sitting, remember where we were sitting and, you know, both of us just popping like we were there live, um, you know, in the in the man cave because um, we were so happy. Briscoe's have always, were always one of my brother's favorite tag teams. Briscoe's and Homicide were kind of his, his guys. Um, I mean, he loved a lot of the wrestlers, but they were really his guys. So I have no doubt that uh, Ted was shocked, but happy to, uh, to see Jay on Tuesday night. Um, and I hope they're, they're tearing it up and, and having beverages, whatever, whatever that looks like in the great beyond. Um, I, I have no doubt, like I said, the Ted's Ted sad to see that he came so early, but, um, is having a blast hanging out with him. I'm sure. Um, I like you, I, there are certain wrestlers that I, along the years in those, those fan gatherings and things spend a little more time talking to not that I would expect any single one of them to remember who in the heck I am. Um, if somebody said, you know, Jim Fields to them, I, I don't think any of them would know who that was. I think if I walked up to any of them at this point, especially with the number of years that have passed, I wouldn't expect any of them to even be like, Oh, Hey, except Carrie, Carrie seems to remember me, but I also think Carrie thinks Carrie acts like he remembers everybody. Cause he's really good at that. Um, so, but I do think Carrie at least remembers that I'm a Ring of Honor fan, whether he remembers my name or not, I, I don't know. Um, but I did, did interact with Jay a few times. Um, pretty sure in New York, the final battle where Homicide won the title, um, at the after party, um, chatted there. I remember at Rose's a, a couple of different times after shows, 
um, one time in particular, and and I Jay was there, but I think we were, I was talking to Mark a little bit more, um, and we were talking about a fan. I, I won't name the fan so as to not call anybody out. Um, it wasn't somebody necessarily in our group, but it was kind of a fan that people knew of um, on the message board and on social media and that sort of thing. Um, that person and I knew each other through computer. We've never met face to face. They were a rabid Briscoe supporter. And I, I asked the Briscoes about that, that fan. I remember, I think it was Mark, but Jay was there and, and was definitely agreeing said, Oh, Oh, he, he's intense. He's intense. Um, and, uh, and I remember Jay and, and Mark just kind of having fun with that. Um, the thing that I think has been very, very cool to read. Um, I don't know if you've seen Kevin Owens' statement. Yeah, um, yeah. And and there are lots of them like it, but I, I his sticks with me for some reason a little bit, a little bit more than others. Although lots of them have said this, but is that the the guy you saw on TV? Well, true to form, it was him turned up to eleven and all of that kind of stuff. But he was a, a quieter person, maybe backstage. Not quiet by any means, but, and he was a family guy. And his family was what he always wanted to talk about. It wasn't about, you know, what were they going to do in the match? Although they talked about those things. And I love that the first time Steen and Generico worked with the Briscoes, Jay's comment to Kevin was, well, let's go kill it. Um, and and they, they did. I mean, how many, I like you, um, I was home yesterday because of the weather, as I mentioned. Um, my wife has the flu, so she was sleeping much of the day. So I kind of had control of the TV, I guess, you know, for lack of a better word. And, uh, I, I, you know, a number of companies have put Briscoe matches out on YouTube for free over the last 48 hours. Um, and I almost loaded a couple of them and I was, I was in the same spot as you. So I totally understand what you were saying, Tom. Um, and, and I don't think it was selfish to say it either. And, and you made that comment and I kind of shook my head. Um, you know everybody grieves in their own way. And um, we're not at all saying that, that our grief is even important um, in the grand scheme. However, to each person, you have to grieve in your own way and you have to deal with those things. And and I was at the same spot. I just wasn't ready um, because I was so bummed um, and, and sad by this news. And um, I know our friend Greg has said that, that he wants to post something about Jay and he knew Jay personally and knew him very, very well. Um, and, and so that truly is his friend who passed away. Um, and, and I, and he said, you know, it's just, he can't yet, he can't get there. Um, and, and anybody who wants to share or doesn't want to share about anybody who passes, whether it's Jay Briscoe or, or your grandma or grandpa, um, nobody should tell you how you have to grieve. And, um, there's going to come a point where I'm going to want to watch. <laughs> I'll tell you what, this is, this is sick, you know, I don't know, wrong, whatever way to think about it, maybe, but. <laughs> if anything's going to get me to plunk down my 10 bucks now for a month of honor club so that I can go back and relive some of those glory days, this might be it. Um, I was not anywhere near wanting to buy honor club before, uh, but I thought about it yesterday, honestly, for a, a brief moment. Um, Cause I don't have that many ring of honor DVDs left. I'm down to, I don't know, less than 20, certainly probably maybe less than 15. Um, and I'd have to look at them to even tell you if the Briscoes are on those. Cause there were a couple of little hiatuses, uh, whether injury or, or otherwise, um, for them. So, um, but I just wasn't ready either. So there'll come a time when I am because, um, I want to, want to honor Jay. Um, cause this isn't a, uh, a situation where I'll never be able to watch one of his matches again or anything like that. There's only, only one wrestler that's ever done that. And that's because of the actions of that wrestler, not, not the fact that they're gone. So, um, I don't know. Jay, Jay was awesome. He was actually in 2015. I was looking up things here, Tom, 2015, he was ranked number seven in the world in the PWI 500. Mm. Um, and that that would coincide, I think, with one of his world title runs, probably. Um, I, I didn't do the math and look at all of that. But uh, hysterically enough, I don't know, hysterically is not the right word. So the first Jay Briscoe match that I ever saw live would have been that Chicago match that I mentioned. The last time I saw Ring of Honor was in Dallas in 2016. Um, so I just pulled up Supercard of Honor because uh, I, I couldn't remember what the match was or even if the Briscoes were on it. They were. I figured they were. But um, so the match, the last time I saw um, Jay work live, uh, he was actually in an eight person, uh, an eight man tag uh, at Supercard of Honor 
I, part of this, I don't remember some of these matches, but um, it was the uh, war machine, Hanson and Rowe, along with the Briscoes. That's a team right there, if ever I've heard one. Uh, and they took on the Beer City Bruiser, Kenny King, Rhett Titus, and Silas Young. Now, there were two shows that weekend. Did we go to, we were together for much of that weekend. Did we go to both of those shows? Was there a reason why we didn't go to both? I I don't remember. So the other one that weekend, so that was Supercard of Honor, and the other one was a TV taping. Okay, because they they call it Supercard of Honor 10 Tag 2, which is, I don't know why it's called Tag 2, but it was the next day. The next day, okay. Yeah. And, And, And that match is certainly very sexy on paper. Yeah, but now that I'm looking at that one, that one is. I only remember going to one, but but that would be odd, like that there would have been two Ring of Honor shows and I didn't go to both. There was now a lot going looking... on that weekend, and there was and there was a I mean, um, whatever you want to call them, Dragon Gate USA, Evolve, whatever WWN. That's when Kota Ibushi was in that weekend, and that was a big deal, right? So, and, and there may have been an overlap that might yeah. be. Although now that I'm looking at this, I think I was at this second show. Because there are a couple <laughs> matches there that look familiar to me. Isn't it sad when you've been to so much wrestling in your in your fandom that you forget what shows you were and, at? And is it bad that one of the things I'm looking at, I'm like, oh yeah, um, Donovan Dijak versus Will Ferrara. That sounds familiar. How <laughs> is that the match? <laughs> oh boy. Um, I, I don't know why I just have, now that I see it in front of me, and Bobby Fish, Roderick Strong is probably the one that um, that does. Uh, she's uh, Annette. I say she, but you knew who I would have been meaning when I say she. Uh, Annette comments and said Gabe was running stuff at the same time in uh, as the afternoon show. So yeah, I I think maybe I did only go to one because I probably I went to almost everything Evolve was doing that weekend WWN because I mean, they had Abushi, they had Ricochet, Osprey was there. Um, that was loaded. Chris uh, Hero, Hero, yes, Zack Saber Jr. Um, had a la- last man standing or falls count anywhere or something match, and I was in the front row, and it's right in front of me, and it's great. Anyways, that's not what we're talking about. Um, thank you, Annette. That helps um, <laughs> sort through things in our our somewhat foggy seven year ago memory. Um, I don't know. I, anything else you want to share about J Tom? I know we've got a little bit of a time. Yeah, and we're gonna move on. No, to nothing. Nothing other than I just again. I really. Um... My, my heart goes out to his family, number one, and then every one of his friends and anyone who's worked with him who's having a hard time, and understandably so, not just this week, but beyond. And, you know, all of the stuff that will come, like, in the wrestling world is minute in relation to the personal uh, relationships that are now um, no longer able to go in the same direction because he's not with us. Yeah, and I, and I do have to say, uh, AEW apparently after the Rampage taping last night taped a tribute show for Jay um, with some matches and, and I'm assuming videos and, and they're putting that together and it will go up for free on Honor Club. I think people jumped Tony Khan's crap a little bit when he said it was going to, he said for free on Honor Club in his original tweet um, and I don't think people read it appropriately and so he re-clarified and said not behind the paywall for free. And it will also go on the Ring of Honor YouTube. Maybe in hindsight, he should have said it'll go on the Ring of Honor YouTube and it will also be available for free on Honor Club so that, you know, maybe a wording switch would have been a little better. But, you know, social media is what it is. And people are hurting. Okay. Um, I I was a little disappointed, to be perfectly honest, that they didn't do more on, on Dynamite. They mentioned it throughout the show at different times. They had the black armband. Almost everyone had the black armbands on. In fact, it almost became uh, noticeable when somebody didn't have one on. Um, and and I tried really hard not to be like, "Oh, how come you don't have one on?" You know, but I felt that way a little bit. Um, but some of those wrestlers probably didn't know Jay very much at all. So to to just wear one because you're you know kind of virtue signaling and everybody else is wearing one, I can understand if somebody was like, "You know what? I'm sad about it. I didn't know him, but I." I feel weird about wearing this armband because it makes it seem like I had a relationship I didn't. I, I would understand that. I, I just thought at least, and I'm sure they do the 10 bell salute at the beginning of this Ring of Honor show. And I understand he was never in AEW, but AEW owns Ring of Honor. You had the Ring of Honor tag titles 
featured on your show prominently for for months. I, I wish they at least would have done the ten bell salute at the beginning of AEW and had it on TBS, and then then done the tribute show after. That's I think that's really cool, and I think it's good that it'll be ROH branded and and all of that because that is who Jay was. But I, I was. Well, when you, and I'm understanding correctly, you did watch Dynamite last night. I, I did. Okay, so what, what what struck me as being very interesting, aside from the, the graphic that that absolutely had to begin the telecast, um, the fireworks go off, but there was this considerable pause before Excalibur did the welcome to the show, and in in in, in that moment, I thought, oh, are they going to do all this pomp and circumstance with the with the big fireworks, and then have everybody come out for a ten bell salute? It would have seemed odd to like. You know what I mean? Right. Like, give us give us the graphic. Have everybody on the stage do the ten bell. Go to, the o- go, go to the open and then come back and do pyro. Yeah. Um, which is what I thought they were going to do, to be honest. Yeah. Yep. I, it, I, I don't. I don't know enough to know enough to have a strong opinion here. Um, it was just my my gut reaction. And, and, and I think that you nailed it when you said there's a lot of emotion right now, and understandably so. And a lot of people feel very strongly about about Jay Briscoe, understandably, and Tony Khan's, I'm going to use the word responsibility. Um, and I don't know that that's really fair to Tony Khan. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, some other of our friends were talking about it might have been a Turner decision and, and they were kind of lambasting Turner. And we don't know that it was a Turner decision. Um, yeah. I, we do know there was a Turner decision in the past to not have the Briscoes on, but, um, whether that had anything to do with the choice yesterday or not, we, we don't know. Um, I, I will say I, I've seen links to posts um, with the spoilers from that from that tribute show. I am not reading those spoilers because I would like to, uh, when I have the time uh, and whenever it goes up, uh, which I assume would be here by the end of the week, probably, if they're going to edit in, you know, I you hate to think this way, but if they're going to edit in the the backstage sit down memory kinds of things that we've seen on WWE tribute shows before when people have passed. Um, that'll take a little time to edit and, you know, get everything together. Um, I would guess it probably be up today or tomorrow to be perfectly honest, because they've got plenty of people that can do those things. But um, once it, co- once it goes up, I want to be able to take whatever time it is, whether it's an hour, hour and a half, two hours, I have no idea. Um, they haven't said, but um my guess is match-wise won't be more than about an hour because that was a long night last night for, for Fresno because you would have had Dark Elevation, then you would have had two hours of Dynamite, then an hour of Rampage, and then whatever they recorded for the Jay Briscoe show. The benefit, though, was in California. So they actually, you know, so like their, their night probably wasn't as long. Like they might have been done by 10 p.m. Where like right. my... Number of hours, though. I'm, yes, yeah, 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 long night hours-wise for sure. You know, I go back to when I was at Dynamite for Blood and Guts 2, uh, and they had to do Rampage after that. And it was great. It was fun. But I was like, wow, do I have any wind left in my sails for another hour of uh, of tapings? Well, especially after a match like Blood and Guts. Yeah. Um, I mean, but um, anyways, so to put a bow on this, because there's no good way to end this and transition to anything else, um, thank you to Jay Briscoe for years of entertainment um, our prayers and our thoughts, as Thomas said, go to um, his wife, Ashley, his his daughters who are still in the hospital, apparently, um, his, his, his son, uh, everybody connected to the Briscoes, um, everybody in the wrestling world connected to the Briscoes, friends, family. Um, there's a, as, as his wife posted yesterday, they've got a long, long road ahead of them. Um, and they, they do um, on, on so many fronts because... You have the loss of Jay, you have the injuries to the girls and, and their recovery and and just the trauma of it all for everybody. Um, if, if you are a a good thoughts or praying kind, um, the Briscoe's Briscoe family is is going to need that for a long time. So um, don't don't just pray for him today, but uh, keep that up because they're going to need it um, for a, for a long time. So. I, there's no good way to segue out of something like that. So we just, we no, just do it. and again, and we, but it, no, and, and that's, and that's the thing. We don't have to make any excuses for it. The real reason we were going to get together this week 
Um, we have uh, a taping conflict, uh, recording conflict later in the month. So we were going to spend time today talking about uh, our Royal Rumble picks uh, to kick off our head-to-head for the year. And again, that can live in the same space as our our thought, thoughtful and heartfelt response that we gave to Jay Briscoe. So we are going to move on to, um, to head-to-head, uh, kicking off 2022, no, 2023. I always seem to go like, 2023, like a program year, school year, my brain is wired that way. No, this is the 2023 Two Spot Monkeys head to head section one. Section one. There you go. <laughs> January through June, July through December, also known as Tom's Hole for Redemption. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, no, no, actually. Um, <laughs> for you, yes. For me, no. Um, yeah. And so, a uh, caveat to this. We're going to make our head-to-head picks today. Um, Obviously, we are about a week and a couple of days before the show. Normally, we make these picks a day or two before the show. Um, So we will update on Twitter uh, the end of next week if there are any changes to these picks. Um, So we're going to make our picks for now, but we are allowing ourselves the ability as things play out over the next uh, eight nine days uh, before the Royal Rumble to to edit these picks um, because things definitely can change in the last week before a show like this. So so we're gonna make them, but they have an asterisk next to them. Um, we're gonna try to keep with them, but uh, chances they could change. My guess is that's more gonna be Rumble related, and and we won't add picks in this case um, for any new matches that get added. Uh, moving forward because there there could be so i in fact i would guess there'd be at least one more match probably because there's five right now um even with two rumbles uh, probably it'll be six matches i feel like but maybe not might just be five well let's chat about these matches tom um and i guess we never came to a decision but why don't we just say since you lost twice in a row you can pick first does that work thank you You're, you are so <laughs> benevolent i appreciate i'm a that. giver i'm a giver tom um <laughs> So let's start with the Raw women's title match. Uh, Bianca Belair defends against Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I, I've so I've as we've mentioned here before uh, over the last couple of episodes since our return. Uh, you know, I, Raw Raw has been really in, enjoyable viewing for me. Um, WWE overall um, is in a spot with Raw and SmackDown for me where they are providing a very high quality product, um, which is a big, I mean, it started to happen in 22, the latter half of the year, uh, but it's a big change from where my attitude was for WWE at a year ago at this time. Um, The build for this has been really good. The Alexa Bliss kind of issue with um, Bray Wyatt and and, and the the glitches for lack of a better term and the build here has, has been good. Uh, so it's a so it's a strong challenger in my opinion, and um, it, it's in a way it's wrestling 101. It's you know you've got Alexa who is a heel, but she's kind of also not a heel. Like it's kind of weird. It's conflicted in a way, but she's done enough to make you as a fan, I think, want Bianca Belair to get revenge and to come out on top as the babyface. Um, so my pick is Bianca Belair because I can't see the title changing here. But again. It's, we're going to be entering WrestleMania season with this being the kickoff. So who knows? If Alexa Bliss comes out of this as the champion, um, I would go, okay, very interesting, very cool. It would it would change my my kind of you know thoughts about what comes next. And, of course, you know the Royal Rumble and who comes up there as champion. I don't think that that happens. So Bianca Belair to retain is my choice. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, I really like what they're doing with Alexa. I think this is a lot better than um, than when Alexa was connected to Bray in the past and, you know, the dark circles around the eyes and almost turning her into the doll uh, Lucy or whatever it was. Um, what was the name of that doll? Am I right? Was it Lucy? I don't think so. It doesn't feel right when I say it, but um, anyways, the doll. We, we all know who I'm talking about. Um I like this version of this story, for lack of a better word, or this uh, adaptation of this story better um, because Alexa doesn't look like a cartoon character. Um, but I, 
Lily. 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 That makes more sense. Lily. Yeah. I don't know why it makes more sense, but it sounds right now because it is. Hey, I, well, so I, I, did, I had to tap the research department on the shoulder. That's I saw that, yes, which uh, I could have done, and I, I chose not to. Um, yeah, I'm with you. If Alexa walked out with the title, would I be stunned? No. Um, but I think there's more big matches for Bianca um, moving into WrestleMania. So I think Bianca keeps the belt as well um, in that first match. So there we go. One for one, we're the same. Um, and you and I both said, we think we're going to be the same, at least heading into the Rumbles, maybe even including the Rumbles. But we'll see. Pitch Black matches next, Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. Um, if you go through all the stuff you've gone through building the Bray Wyatt, re Bray Wyatt return and you have him take a loss to LA Knight in his first match, you have lost your marbles, Triple H. In a way, LA Knight's winning this match. Sorry. Um, and I like LA Knight. You, you know that. I've been a fan of LA Knight for a long, long time. Um, I like that he's involved in something that matters. It, this is way better than Maximum Male Models. Um, that was just stupid. Um, and changing his name was stupid. Um, and stupid, stupid, stupid. Everything they did before was dumb. And not everything they do now is perfect, but this is a lot better. Um, so, um, but there's there's no, no way Wyatt loses this match. I actually wouldn't be totally stunned if this actually doesn't have a total finish. And like part of the pitch black is it just, everybody disappears at some point and you're left wondering, but I, I don't think they'll do that on a pay-per-view. Um, well, what's, what's the concept other than Mountain Dew's a sponsor? Can well, you help me? That. Right. <laughs> and, and LA Knight is doing Mountain Dew commercials. I'm really glad Bray Wyatt isn't doing them because that would be a little weird. Um, I mean, yeah, it's obviously promotional co-sponsorship, whatever cross promotion. Um, they haven't said what it is. LA Knight has said in an interview somewhere that I read that um, his understanding is it's a it's a street fight with some darkness elements, but he doesn't really know beyond that. I'm not sure they know. I think they threw this match name out there and are figuring it out along the way. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe Triple H has already got it, you know, all figured out. But um, for for purposes of this and head to head, uh, Bray Wyatt with without question. Yeah. Um... So again, this is where I go. Uh, the weekly reminder um, of Tom doesn't watch SmackDown uh, like he wishes he could. So like I don't know, I don't I don't know enough to to know enough about what this match is. Other than like I get why you know I, I I'm privy to some of the backstage stuff with Bray and LA Knight that got us to this point. Yeah, Bray Wyatt absolutely. Um, Bray Wyatt has to get this win here to help continue the story and the development of everything else. You know, I'm sure we'll see Uncle Howdy. Um, Oh, yeah. Also in the mix, um, and, um, and 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 I'm excited to see wherever Bray Wyatt heads as we approach WrestleMania. You know, that's that's going to be where like the real like the real question of okay, so what does Bray Wyatt do, and how what what type of spectacle do we get at WrestleMania? Yeah, absolutely, and I, I think uh, that'll be interesting to see. I, if you ask me right now, who does Bray Wyatt face at WrestleMania? I I don't have. A clue. Who does say on that? Well, Tom, you get the first pick on the undisputed universal title match, and I think I'm not saying that quite right, but we all know what I'm talking about. Roman Reigns defends against Kevin Owens. Yeah, so Roman Reigns is the pick here. Again, like um, Roman Reigns, I'm pretty sure I know who is going to dethrone him, and that will not be here because um, that opponent is not Kevin Owens. However, it's going to be awesome. And I saw a graphic um, in the last couple of weeks where this is the third Royal Rumble title match between the two um for a for a world championship i want to say it was 07 then i or no i'm sorry it was 17 20 and now 23 i think that's right um again that crackpot research team that we have here on this podcast um anyway they've all been great and i remember specifically they had if i'm not making this up and i don't think i am it was kevin owens and roman reigns like in one of the empty arena shows during during the pandemic and um, that was a great match. Uh, I would think it was Falls Count Anywhere. And that was when they were in the Tampa the Tampa Baseball Stadium uh, where yep. the Rays play. Um, yeah, and he handcuffed him to the lighting rig. And, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, yep. So I'd forgotten but, that that was in the Thunderdome. but Yeah, yep. So, um, again, these two are going to – they're going to do something special here. And then when you look at the bloodline and you look at Sami Zayn's involvement and everything um, – Gosh, I'm I'm really looking forward to this. Even though I even though I feel like the outcome is a is a no-brainer, 
it doesn't it doesn't change anywhere near my excitement for this match because of the competitors involved. And and kudos to Triple H uh, for being able to do that, being able to craft a story that, I, you know, spoiler alert, Reigns is my pick as well, um, that we both feel like we know what the outcome is, but we're still excited to see the match and see how they get there because they've told good story. Good job. I mean, just good job. That's all I can say for it. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see this one too. Owens is, for both of us, one of our favorites. Um, so seeing him in a prominent position, even when you know he's not winning, um, is is fun. And again, they've told a really good story to make you wonder, you know, I'm I'm still not sure I know. Yeah, I got to think at some point Sammy's out of the bloodline, but I don't know how they get there, what they're going to do with it, what they're going to, you know, does Sammy turn on the bloodline? Does the bloodline turn on Sammy? That seems more likely, um, you know, and what does that look like? Um, and, and on Raw this week coming up, you've got a, all the generations of the bloodline will be there, which I thought was an interesting. Um, so I assume like Afa and Sika and maybe Rikishi and um, that'll be just kind of cool to see on Raw, um, whether I have time to watch it or not. We'll see. But um, so that that's going to be fun. Um, but Reigns is, is my pick there as well. Well, now we move to the Royal Rumbles. Uh, we're going to start with the women's Royal Rumble. So far, there have only been four official announcements. Uh, Liv Morgan, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, and Raquel Rodriguez uh, have all officially announced for the Rumble. Uh, certainly been some hints at some others, and obviously, you know, there's some pretty obvious ones that will be in there. Just because you got to fill this thing out uh, with 30 women, uh, probably will be a surprise or two as well, and you know, maybe a return or return just for the Rumble kind of thing. Um, I would have to count how many women they actually have on the roster um, to get there. I, I'm sure we'll maybe see an NXT person or two as well. We didn't see any last year. Um, last year was weird that way. But um, I got a sneaky hunch with Triple H there. We'll see a, a Roxanne Perez or a Alba Fire or somebody. Somebody will come and work the Rumble, I would think. Um, so the women's Rumble is interesting to me. I, I'm pretty set on my men's Rumble pick. I'm a little less so on my um, women's rumble pick. Wow. Took me a long time to get there. Uh, but I, and, and this is one where I reserve, you know, this, this could be where the asterisk comes in, in a week or so. Um, but for right now, my pick is going to be Rhea Ripley. I think they've booked her really strongly. Um, and I think her having a big match at Mania makes a lot of sense. Uh, there are some rumblings of her and, and Charlotte at Mania, but I don't put a ton of stock into those this early um, because a lot of things come out early that, oh, this person's going to win or that person's going to win, and then it never happens. Um, and I also know that Triple H has apparently shaken up some of the WrestleMania stuff because so much of it was leaked that he wants it to feel big and not like, oh, yeah, we all knew this was coming all along, um, which, which does make me pause on my men's trouble pick too, but we'll get there in a minute. Um, for fun, we're going to pick the final four. Um, this is not, we're not being scored on this in this case. In our Fantasy Wrestling League, we do score that. Um, but in this case, we're not, but we're going to just pick them for fun. So obviously, Ripley's one of my final four. Uh, she can't win it if she's not there at the end. So that's an easy one. Um, and I'm going to say, I think Ronda Rousey is in the final four. I think Raquel Rodriguez is in the final four. And just for fun, I'm going to throw Trish Stratus in there as an as a crazy one, um, but I could see Trish working the Rumble and maybe making it to the Final Four, where you're wondering like, oh, are they going to have Trish go over, um, you know, and and do Trish and Charlotte or do Trish and um, you know Bianca or or Trish and somebody? Um, so those are so who, I said Rhea. I'm just writing these down. Rhea, Raquel. They do think they're starting a push on with Raquel, uh, Rhonda. Apparently, you have to have an R name to be in the final four in my world, and then Trish to break that up. So the big question for me is where where does Charlotte Flair fit in? Like Charlotte Flair is currently the SmackDown Women's Champion, and that title probably is not being defended here at this show. So then, does that does she throw her hat in the ring to say that she would go for both titles? 
um, as, as, as an opportunity or, or something else. Um, so that's kind of a wild card um, that I just wonder about. My pick is going to be Becky Lynch to win the okay. Royal Rumble this year. And my final four will be uh, also Rhea, because uh, I do think she's uh, ready to, to return to what we kind of thought she was going to do. And not thought, she did do it. Um, but she was really on that upward trajectory heading into the COVID WrestleMania. And then it's not that she's not, she's dropped off, but she just had that career ebb and flow that like all wrestlers typically tend to do. Uh, I'm also going to go with Bailey in my final four. And I'll say Ronda as well. Um, okay. So three, three raw wrestlers and a SmackDown wrestler. Um, so we both have Rhea and Ronda in our final four. Yep. Um, and I'm, and I'm kind of slapping myself a little bit here because I, yeah, Becky Lynch probably in the final four. Um, but I'm um, not well, really I, sure how I didn't put her in there. But oh and, well. and I had thought I had seen that like Raquel was originally slated to be Rousey's opponent at Rumble for the title. And it seemed like they they, they kind of sped through that and then yeah. they did the pivot with Charlotte. And that probably goes back to what you were saying with like if Triple H is going, oh, people think we know where we're going. Nope, let's, let's flip the script. So. Right. I think that, I'm, I'm excited for Raquel to have a bigger year in 23, for sure. I think Raquel or Rhea will be the woman with the most eliminations in this match. Because yeah. um, that's always a fun thing to kind of look at, too. You know, do they have somebody who does the the cane spot where you eliminate a whole bunch of people? I think that's either Raquel or Rhea. And maybe they both kind of, you know, maybe it's a back and forth, and they both eliminate everybody in the ring, and then there's a face-off between those two. That could be kind of fun, too. Um well, Tom, you get the first pick on the final match of the head-to-head for the Rumble, the Men's Rumble, which has more, has 10 already announced. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Ricochet, Santos Escobar, Gunther, Seth Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Rey Mysterio, Omos, and Cody Rhodes announcing on Monday that he's back at the Rumble. And let me just say before you make your pick, I, I saw a few people on Twitter and, and Facebook, and that, oh, they ruined the surprise that Cody Rhodes was coming yeah. back. I feel like. Oh, you locked up. Do I there, still have Tom. you. Are we good? Yep. Yep. I think we locked up as well, but I think we're good. Are we back? Okay. We're back. All right. That was fun. Um, funny story. Was... Side note here. Um, prior to the, prior to the holiday, um, we lost internet here at our house and then we had to have the tech come out. It turned out that the line um, for our internet from the pole to the house had um, water in the line. So it was distorting oh, the, the signal. And so they replaced that. And we've had really great internet ever, yeah, ever since then. So, and then the guy was like, yeah, it looks like a squirrel might've chewed on the line. I was like, what stupid squirrel? Um, so my men's, my men's pick is gonna be Cody Rhodes. I do think the story Tom, is Cody Rhodes. You Go ahead. So you, you broke up when you were responding to the uh, people ruining that, WWE ruined the surprise of Cody Rhodes. I was just curious to your response to that, and I didn't catch it in that blip we had. Oh, oh, I, I'm sorry. No, I, I that must have just came through distorted. I, I don't think WWE ruined that at all. I, 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 um, my, my pick is Cody Rhodes, and and I, and I think that the whole idea here is this is Cody Rhodes, Rhodes to redemption, air quotes around the play on words there with his last name, um, and that he then. Uh, is in line for a world title shot and what I believe would be the dethroning of Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in Los Angeles. So Cody is my pick. Um, and what I was saying before, I think we lost a little bit of connection was with the men's rumble, the number of guys that I think like, you know, there could be the final 10, depending on how they book this, there's 10 guys that I think are legitimate, like people who you could. So yeah, he's got a shot. Yeah. He's got a shot. Um, so final four is tough for me. Um, but of course, Cody is one of those because he's my winner. Uh, Gunther, because I think he's in line for a big year. Uh, I'm going to say Austin Theory, because I think that the stock on him is still high. And I'm going to go with Seth Rollins as well, because I think that Theory and Rollins still has something left. I don't know what that looks like. Um, but I think that maybe we get a little bit more of that here before then that sunsets and they each go their different paths for whatever that WrestleMania holds for them. Yeah. Yeah. I agreed. Um, Cody, Cody's my pick too. Um, Cody's 
he's the obvious pick. So could I see them zigging where we think they're going to zag and they get a different way to Cody? Um, you know, Cody wins the elimination chamber for a, a shot at the title or something. Although I, there was a rumor that the two elimination chamber matches were going to be for the U.S. and intercontinental titles, which I think is an interesting idea if that's the way they do go for elimination chamber. Um, but that's a conversation for February. Um yeah, Cody is my pick. I, again, I think he's the obvious pick, but sometimes the obvious thing is the right thing to do. And I think Cody returning and getting the big win just makes a ton of sense. I fully agree with you. The WWE did not ruin the surprise. Everybody and their sister knows Cody's been coming back. They've been running videos for Cody, so you knew the return was coming soon. Otherwise, they wouldn't be running them. They haven't been running videos the whole time he's been recovering. They started running them recently. There was a reason. He's coming back. Oh, look, the Royal Rumble's coming. I wonder where he might come back. Like... Yeah, he's still going to get a crazy big pop when he comes out. It's not like they ruined that pop. It It's going to be enormous. Everybody and their sister knew Cody Rhodes was coming at WrestleMania last year. And he still got a crazy pop. So, uh, yeah, Cody. Cody's the pick. Uh, my final four, obviously, Cody. Uh, I also have Seth Rollins in my final four. I also have Gunther in my final four. So we have three of the same uh, four but I don't have theory, although I wouldn't be shocked. I think you're you're on to you know your your thought process is good there. I have Sami Zayn because um, I think that could play out into the bloodline um, storyline as well. Like Sami's going to try to win it, um, and in fact, Annette just said no Sami Zayn in Final Four. Um, I have Sami in the Final Four. So Annette, you and I are on the same wavelength. Tom is off on his own island uh, with <laughs> with with a good pick though in Austin Theory. I would not I wouldn't be shocked, um, although. If Vince was doing, I the problem would be here's here's the problem. Austin Theory gets into the final four, and everybody's going to freak out and say that Vince McMahon is back in charge of creative, um, because that's what the internet does. Um, and don't get me wrong, Vince needs to stay the mm, away from creative. Like we kind of talked about that last week, and <laughs> Annette just said, "Never mind." Um, <laughs> I am on an island, the island of relevancy. The like, island of relevancy, like, yes. Like like your tribal chief. Where you picked absolutely no bloodline members in the final four, but that's okay. Yeah. Nobody's counting. Yeah, it's uh, okay. Roman would be upset with your pick. I, I, I love and I love the idea that Sammy is in the final four or gets close, even 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 final two, um, and and maybe the Usos come out to go, "What are you doing?" And that's what causes Cody to throw out Sammy. Like like you're gonna just build that pop eventually for Sammy going babyface to be that much greater if that were to play out, kind of in the you know, in a way such as that. And I think I've said this before on the show. The only other person besides Cody I can see dethroning Roman, and I, and I don't necessarily see it, but the pop would be insane. Would be Sami Zayn um, because of the the incredible storytelling they've been doing with that story. Uh, if Sami somehow, and then it would be a short lived, I'm sure, transitional, whatever. Um, it would it would kind of be like the Homicide Ring of Honor title win. Like the story would be in the match and the and the chase not in the rain. Um, so, but that would be, I, I actually think the pop would be louder for Sammy than Cody winning um, just because it would be so kind of unexpected. Um, and, and I do think at WrestleMania, Cody ends up winning both titles or one. I, you know, there's a lot of rumors about, see, are they going to split? You know, they seem to be splitting the tag titles. Um, because they're running a tournament for the SmackDown number one tag team contenders and the Judgment Day are getting their shot um, at the Raw tag team title. So those seem to be quietly being split. And did you watch Raw? Uh, I did not. Okay. I just, just to call out, building on that, Damian Priest very specifically told the Usos he was bringing the Red Belts back. Yeah. Yep. So, I mean, they, they, are, they are splitting those clearly. Um you know, could see that with the world title too. That could be interesting as well. Um, that and they have. I think it's a little interesting. They didn't give a storyline reason why they're doing that. They just kind of started talking about doing it. Like they they haven't called them the Raw and SmackDown tag team champions. They've called them the Undisputed Unified. I don't know if Unified has been used. Unified's been used with the world title, but um. So you know, hey, kudos to those who drafted the Usos. Uh, if they can defend those titles both for a little while in our fantasy league, because now they're going to get, you know, maybe more title matches 
um, out of that. Although it also means you run the risk of having two title loss sets of points. Um, ha ha. Um, Ha ha. Um, I say for my second to last place spot um, in the league right now. Well, those are the Royal Rumble picks. Again, we will update on Twitter next weekend if there is anything that we need to uh, alter or, or change um, about those. So uh, I'm looking forward to the Rumble. I think I've mentioned here before, I will not get to see it live because of a booking out of town uh, for trivia. So I will be uh, trying very hard to stay off social media. And uh, we'll be watching it once we get back to town on Sunday. Um, that's pretty much going to be once we get here, I'm going to walk right downstairs, turn TV on, fire up the Rumble. Um, as I'm, I love the Royal Rumble. It's one of my favorite matches of the year. Even the bad ones are entertaining to me because um, I love Battle Royals and I just love the whole start of the road to WrestleMania and all of that. So I'm excited. Um don't know if we'll see any big surprises. Um, you know, there's a number of rumors of guys from New Japan that that WWE is interested in bringing in, but I don't, I don't know their contract status as far as when their contracts are up. Um, a lot of talk of Jay White, a lot of talk of Tamatonga, a lot of talk of Hikaleo. Um, there's a different bloodline right there that you could start um, with Tama and, and Hikaleo. Um, but I don't know if their contracts are up prior to the Rumble or, or after the Rumble or um, or when. Um, but uh, so those could be. Um, I've heard a couple of people ask on the Fightful podcast about Nick Aldis. He's a, he's a free agent. Um, that would be an interesting one. Uh, so there's a few folks out there. You know, do I think anybody from AEW is no nobody from AEW is going to show up in the Rumble? John Moxley is not working the Royal Rumble. Stop it, people. Um, Tony Khan is not, no, he's not doing that. Um, not unless he buys WWE before right, the Rumble. Right. If he does, <laughs> oh my goodness, could you imagine <laughs> the rumors of, of you know, I, the cons? I love that the cons put out there that they were interested because let's be honest, it ain't happening. Tony Khan, Tony and Chad are not buying WWE. Um, a, they would have to lead a group because. WWE is expected to go for kind of seven billion, seven, eight billion. Um, and I think I read that Chad Khan is worth 11. So he's not going to spend almost all of his wealth, you know, on WB. I mean, he didn't get to $11 billion by doing things like that. Um, now, he they could lead a group, but I it, it ain't going to happen. Um, but what they did was all those stories out there about the WB sale, they got the letters AEW into those stories because, oh, rival promotion, AEW owners, Tony Khan and, and have said that they're interested as well. So all of the stories that are out there, they just got their brand in front of people. Freaking brilliant marketing, really. I mean, even if they actually have no shot, and I, I tend to think they have no shot. I also think they can get outbid pretty easily by, you know, Comcast or Amazon or Disney or, or one of those, or, or yes, the Saudis, but we'll worry about that if it happens. Um, I, I think it was smart. It got their name in front of in front of a lot of people. So they're not dumb. You don't get to be a billionaire by being dumb. I mean, that's just, you know, that's the, and I know, I don't think Tony Khan is a billionaire, but he's a multimillionaire. He's got more money than you or I will ever sniff in our life, unless we win Powerball probably. So I don't know, maybe you're more highly paid than I expected, Tom. But uh, <laughs> Are you a billionaire? I'm not a billionaire. No, I'm on the air. Are you a billionaire, Tom? No, no. <laughs> yeah, no, me either. And I, I don't expect to ever be one. Um, Dave Ramsey would tell me, well, shoot for it anyways. But Tom, anything else as we wrap up? No, just 101. Just a reminder, we'll be back um, after a week off uh, because of some scheduling conflicts. Uh, ideally, Friday, February the 3rd is the next time that we'll be back with episode 102. It'll be a fun episode because we likely will have a good uh, amount of time to spend chatting about the aftermath of the Royal Rumble and um, the first bricks uh, laid on the road to WrestleMania, among many other things, uh, and not limited to um, uh, all the other wrestling that's going to be going on in between now and then, uh, but also uh, a revisit on the NFL playoffs as we approach the Super Bowl. Absolutely. And Vengeance Day picks will be that week as well. Uh, for NXT. So, yes, uh, Road to the Super Bowl. Um, quick picks for this weekend, Tom. Uh, Kansas City and Jacksonville. Who you got? KC. 
even though, even though Trevor Lawrence has never lost on a Saturday in his career. And is this a Saturday game too? It is a Saturday game. It is a Saturday. Okay, I haven't looked at who, who plays which time slots. Um, Cincinnati and Buffalo in the game that never happened. That this is a this is a coin flip for me. Um, I'm going to go Buffalo, uh, but I will not be surprised if Cincinnati uh, does pull that off. Um, it's going to be, I think, the game of the weekend in my opinion, oh, and yeah. um, my son can't wait. And uh, I'm going to go Kansas City and Cincinnati on that. Um, so, Jack, I got gotcha. you. Um, and then on the other side, we have New York and Philly. Saturday. New York and Philly. Yep. New York yeah. and Philly. Who you got? Philly. I mean, the the the, the carriage has to turn back into a pumpkin, right, in New York? <laughs> you would think so. Although I wasn't shocked they beat Minnesota. I didn't think Minnesota was biggest as fraud good in the as league. their record. Biggest yeah. fraud in the league, the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and, and then, then yeah. uh, San Francisco and Dallas. Yeah. That's, I mean, doesn't that just sound like an old school matchup, right? I, I love it. Dallas. Yeah, yeah. It makes me feel like it's 91, 92 again, without a doubt. 93, 94, 95, all that that era. Aikman and Steve Young. Um, I'm going to go Niners, um, and I'm going to say that happens on the strength of their defense. Wasn't incredibly impressed that they gave Seattle so much room, but I think that's more familiarity than anything else. Um, and I think that Dallas just had a great game on Monday. Um, and I, for them to replicate that six days later and on the road, too hard. Yeah, and I, I'm going Philly and San Fran as well. San Fran is my dog in the race. Um, we've shared before. My brother was a big Niners fan. Um, so since his, he's been gone, I they're they're not my number two. The Saints are my number two. Uh, but in, when it comes to playoff time, if the Bears aren't in it, and gosh knows they haven't been near it in a while, um, the Niners have been. And the funny part is I can do that for my brother. Uh, my mom passed in September. She, she was a diehard Packer fan. And, uh, yeah, I can't do that. Can't do it for the Packers. So um, just as a Bears fan, that is not in me, and she would understand. Um, so, but they're not in it either. So it doesn't matter. I don't have to make that choice. The Niners, uh, and Niners Eagles, I think would be a really good NFC title matchup. And, and my heart would say Niners, but boy, I'd, I'd have to think about with my head what I was going to pick. Cause I do think that's a, a good matchup and, and Casey against either Cincy or Buffalo, I think would make a really good, uh, AFC. I would, I love to see the Jaguars start to keep the, uh, almost Cinderella ish story that they've got going, going sure. But, um, they're, they're running into Patrick Mahomes. That's a that's a problem. So, all right. Well, we will see you all in two or talk to you all in two weeks uh, back here with episode 102. Tom, it's been a pleasure. As always, bud. Take care. Take care, everybody.